Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Colacar. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Welcome, one and all. You're tuned in to the debut episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. Thank you very much for your time. We very much hope you'll enjoy the episode today and will be inclined to visit us again on future episodes. We will be releasing a podcast on the first and third Mondays of every month. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and tune in, uh, of course, SoundCloud as well. And we'd love it if you check us out at our brand new home of forever in electric dreams that is forever with a four when we are aware that we have to make that we'll have to as an addendum remind you each time but that's okay we've come to terms with it um we'll have a list of articles on the website that will support uh the things that you hear on these episodes um as we progress so we'll hope again that you'll check us out and uh enjoy the shows um I've said we like a hundred times, by the way. So my name's uh, Imran, and uh, to my virtual left, uh, making up the team, is Daniel J. Collicott. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> to my virtual right is TJ Sutherland. How are you, sir? I'm very, very good. Thank you very much. Very, very good. Um, so uh, this episode is something of an introduction to us and who we are and... Um, the kind of stuff that will make up these podcasts, we're kind of, uh, the, this podcast series is about us celebrating all the things that we love, really, from growing up to things now, from films to uh, TV to comic books, graphic novels, music, etc. And I think all of us uh, kind of have potentially specialized fields. So instead of introducing uh, ourselves, we figured we'd, uh, for fun, introduce each other. So uh, I get the pleasure of introducing Dan um on the on the oh. show today yeah Terrifying. it's uh Terrifying. <laughs> um so again dan how are you today uh, well i was good until this moment oh it's bad dude it's bad <laughs> <laughs> so dan is a uh dan's a writer he's a broadcaster he's a podcaster he has a flair for the sci-fi as he'll confess um, if each of us were going to have specialized subjects, then Dan's expertise are going to rest in comedy and sci-fi and film, uh, particularly horror, which there's a there's a genuine fascination with horror that is going to be fun, I think, to explore as episodes progress, because TJ and I are not horror fans, like in the slightest. <laughs> and I think we're bewildered. Nope. I'm intrigued by Dan's horror uh, fascination because I'm a complete worse, but Tej just wants to run from the topic as far as possible. So this is going to be really fun as episodes yep. progress. Let's just move <laughs> let's just move the fuck on. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So Dan um, also has uh, the worst luck in the world when it comes to live gigs and he can regale you with endless anecdotes about uh, artists turning up late uh um uh, urinating <laughs> live on stage who was the act that did that tomahawk so it was tomahawk. mike Patton who urinated live on stage i think the first time you told us that story you you explained it as L mike whipped out little mike uh on on stage yes. and uh, exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah so um so yeah so dan it's uh it's a pleasure to to have you as part of the team of course and um uh, shall we uh, again? Uh, you're 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 quite a treasure trove of information to delve into. So there is the horror stuff. There's also the uh, uh, the eighties uh, toys and action figures and transformer stuff that we we could delve into as well. Shall we do so? 
<laughs> I'm not no. sure you want to go there. Uh, <laughs> this, this is probably the the area of my um, of my personality which is truly on the the uber geek dumb uh, level of things. The thing that I don't usually admit to, especially to women, uh, when <laughs> that you collect you know, collecting collecting eighties toys. Uh, to any any woman or any conversation involving a group of women or anyone that you actually want to respect you is probably not one of those <laughs> things where you go, you know, you just hide and pretend it's there. And yeah, no I think your eBay, it. your eBay handle is these are for a friend of mine, aren't they? <laughs> 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 these these are just yep, that's legit. They're just resting in my bedroom until they're picked up and my lock <laughs> and any space that you see them. Um, but yes, yeah. uh, I do have, um, from from the age of, I think it was about 13 or 14, I was uh, conning my friends out of uh, the early vintage Star Wars figures when I realized that they had some kind of um, collectible value and I actually sold. I had I had pretty much an entire uh, collection of vintage Star Wars that I sold um, post university to clear my um, bank overdraft. Yeah. Wow. It's true. Very cool. Um, wow, I, okay. I dread to think what that collection will be worth now. I it's... know. I I said I I knee jerkly react just said uh, very cool in that good for you they were worth that much but I, I shouldn't have said that obviously as you said think of how much they are now so yeah not not so cool we're, we're really not so I guess that leaves me to introduce the enigma that is TJ Sutherland <laughs> oh, uh, crap. a man who has uh, many interests uh, he works in the app gaming industry so has a healthy love of computer games playing his first computer and i believe uh, the you know you're at the tender age of 10 um yeah i know you as probably the loudest and most knowledgeable about pro wrestling uh, <laughs> the, the wwe um you're an ardent comic collector yeah. um, i also one thing that um I guess people don't know about you is I, I believe unless I have this uh, factually incorrect that you're you're a bit of a DJ in your spare time as well. <laughs> uh, retired now. Um, oh, I, re- I, I, I I'm officially retired. I I, I DJed for a period in the when would it have been around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten maybe. Uh, did a few gigs here and there. Um, it was always just a bit of, it was more about a love of music and house music, um, and that sort of thing at the time, which I got a chance to actually be the guy up on the stage and play music for people. And it was good fun. And I don't do it anymore because I'm too lazy, to be honest. (laughs) Um, it's yeah, to, to be able to do gigs regularly it's you have to go out and hustle and network and I actually much prefer kind of chilling at home with the cat and my playstation <laughs> oh yeah and my girlfriend so, um, <laughs> I love the fact your girlfriend was heard on that <laughs> but you uh, released music as well right 
Um, yeah, I released, uh, we did, uh, so me and a friend of mine, Elijah Collins, who might listen to this, um, hopefully will. Uh, yeah, we released a couple of tracks, uh, one of which, which I'm still quite proud of, actually. We did a re-edit of Marvin Gaye's, uh, what is it again? I've drawn a blank on my own tune. How sad is that? <laughs> Great sales pitch. It was a Marvin Gaye tune, though. That's 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 all I'm going to say. As he tries to rack his brain to remember what. It's like. Anyway, yes, it was good fun. Are you playing Moving PlayStation on. right now? <laughs> <laughs> Completely distracted. Um, yeah, so uh, got to give it up. By Marvin Gaye was the re-edit that nice. we did. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, I think one of my happiest moments actually was uh, me and my girlfriend were having dinner at a restaurant in where was it up in Liverpool Street and the DJ was just playing some like house music generic stuff and then my track came on and I was like hang on a minute this sounds familiar oh my god and uh, and I went up to the DJ I was like mate that's a track that me and a friend of mine produced he was like oh yeah now I play this all the time and da, da, da. he was like really excited so that was kind of cool quite enjoyed How long that. Ago and that? I've had people text me oh this was probably about Three about three years ago, I think. That's very cool. And I've had and I've had like friends that have heard it before, like text me and say, "Oh, I was in such and such a place and heard it played." And it would normally be like a top shop or something like that, where it's on like some generic playlist. But but yeah, it's quite fun when that sort of thing happens. Hasn't happened for a while yet, though. So I think my my star is fading. <laughs> As you mentioned, music. I I suppose I should introduce the indomitable. The impressive, the invincible, the one who they say is made of iron, the one, the only, Mr. Imran. It's all true. He's a man who... That, it's all true. It's all true. Yeah. Let me finish what I'm about to say before you, uh, before you start to throw that one about, shall we? No, um, Imran, Imran is our resident music expert, I would say, music lover from... I, I guess since childhood, basically. Um, also happens to be the world's biggest Prince fan. And in the way, he's also infamous for being the last person in the world to see things in a cinema. When was the last time you actually went to, to the actual cinema, Imran? You know what? I've actually done okay. The last thing I saw was yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. Lies. No, I don't no. believe it. Uh, dude, if it's an MCU movie, I'm at the cinema. But that's literally all. It's that and baby films. <laughs> like at Odeon Kids Club <laughs> or stuff like that. That's it. And uh, sorry, I should I should say, I take my children to the cinema. It's not just me going to watch Odeon baby films. Rewinding this a little bit. That's Rewind. not what the court orders. <laughs> so you saw, you saw Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, as in, you know, uh, from about 15 years ago, but you just had yeah, that one from home when you saw it yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i say if i apologize if anything i said misled you from the facts that dan just uh <laughs> just uh unveiled no no yeah absolutely the original um toby Maguire. Toby so that's Maguire. the guy right yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no but i am i'm i'm notoriously yeah. bad i'm really bad but um it's now at a point where if i want to sit, go to the cinema i'll leave here at 11 at night to catch a screening at that time and watch it and get home super wow. late. 
Yeah, yeah. Far from home was an eleven o'clock showing, um, and it's like I can go. Everyone's asleep. I can do this, and then I'll just go. But yeah, I'm pretty bad. <laughs> you just steal away in the night like some sort of thief or something. I send a text <laughs> message. Break out of the <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been Dora the Explorer yet? No, you know what? I very, we very nearly saw that yesterday, but I think we're watching it on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. That, that, I saw the trailer for that the other day, and that actually looked quite good. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe I was maybe maybe I was high at the time. I'm not sure, but um, right. But I think you, I, you really must. Have been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was in a really really good mood, but I was. I watched it, and I was like, oh, that looked like it could be quite a bit of fun. Okay. Not yeah. good fun enough for you to go and see in the cinema, surely. Come on. Well, it's free because it's part of my, it'll be part of my membership as uh, for Cineworld. But um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go to cinema to see it to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, if I if we do go on Tuesday, me and my eight year old daughter, then I will tell you if it's worth you going to explore as well. But um, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case, man. Just in case. Um, but apart from Dora the Explorer, this is kind of the stuff that is going to fill these 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 podcasts. We kind of trawl through our uh, love of uh, 80s uh, movies that we grew up with, uh, all the way to MCU movies that we're absolutely enthralled with. Um, and uh, that's kind of what these, these are about. We celebrate geek culture and the things that we grew up with and the things that shaped our uh, entertainment, shall we say. Um, um, I, we should have actually said, uh, uh, Teed, you sort of said that we're, we're PS4. I guess you and Dan are like fairly serious gamers as well. So that's probably something that we will be focusing on at, at various times. I may sit that one out as I, I don't get to play anything <laughs> anymore. But um, um, but yeah, but that's obviously something that we can be talking about on future shows as well. But, you know, again, just to say, we talked about uh, celebrating these these moments of of, of geek culture that we that have shaped us and stuff what would you say each for each of you let's go to dan first what's what is something that you kind of think back uh and sort of it well into your childhood uh in the 60s and that you kind of thought <laughs> wait what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is <laughs> oh my god there's someone that's actually older than me <laughs> that's amazing but, but what is something that you kind of think back on and that that's sort of that's a moment that that's kind of gone on to change uh, your perspective on fiction or or, or the kind of uh, uh, fandom that shaped the toys that you've gone on to purchase years later. Well, uh, the one I've got in mind, um, it didn't actually. I don't think. I, oh, actually, yeah, maybe the the. Did I buy anything from this toy line? Wasn't it particularly um, good or famous toy line? But I think. Um, what always stays with me is um, during the you know the eighties and nineties. You had one local cinema. You didn't have these big um, kind of epic mall cinemas or kind of cineplexes that had something like you know ten or twenty screens. You had a, a, a one screen cinema that was in your local town, and this was a cinema in Tunbridge Wells, which is no longer there. It doesn't exist. Um, it, I don't know why they never built anything um, in its place. Did, but it it, get, it, did it get blown up in? Did it get blown up in the war? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do you know what? <laughs> the, original, the original may have done. I mean, you never know. Uh, I think it's there. It was there for a long time. It's a pretty old building. I know genuinely, genuine story, uh, it was almost um, redeveloped as a strip club, but the local oh, well, yeah. the local residents of Tunbridge Wells uh, voted against it or took action against the council, so it never happened. It's still empty. Um, I mean, oh. most of Tunbridge Wells High Street is a, uh, it's like a, it's like a ghost town. It, it sort of died. But anyway, yeah, on this occasion, um, the, the other thing was as soon as you had a big film, you had to queue outside. So basically it was on a hill, and I remember queuing on a hill uh, to see Terminator 2. And the thing about it was I, I think I was 13, maybe just coming up to 14, but I definitely wasn't um, 15, and it was a 15-rated film. And obviously, there were a lot of underage kids queuing up to see this film. But I was with my, uh, I was with my mum and dad, I think. And basically, the the manager of the cinema. Hold just, on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Are you about to throw your parents under the bus for illegal activities? <laughs> Is this yeah. what is this what's happening right now? Literally on the first <laughs> podcast, you're gonna get your parents sent down. <laughs> but I just love the fact that, that you know this this place had a manager. I mean, like you, you don't. When, when was the last time you went to a cinema and you were aware who the manager of the cinema was, and that right. that took on any level of importance? And this guy was quite smarmy as well, and a bit slimy. He was a real kind of like a you know a, a kid sitcom character. And yeah, he wandered up to wandered up to me and went um, and sort of said, uh, "You know, are, are you 15? And then, and then he turned around, <laughs> and my mum was, and he said, "Oh, uh, uh, is your is your son 15? And my mum just barked at him, just went, "How dare you? Of course he's 15!" And he just looked terrified, and then just walked on. Um, and obviously, then going in and experiencing. Terminator 2, which was probably one of the first films that had the most incredible um, special effects, you know, um, computer-generated um, effects that I think, you know, even even to this day, you know, this is held up as as one of the, the films that, that changed the industry um, in terms of you know the boundaries that could be pushed. And don't get me wrong. I know, I know. You know, Industrial Light and Magic and Star Wars, and you know, there's Jurassic Park, which also um, did it at an incredible scale um, as well. But I think you know, if, if you think of the the molten metal um, transmorphing effects of the T2000, um, <clears throat> it was pretty pretty incredible um, and really kind of set the bar. Um, incredibly high and I think overall um, it was one of the best films um, of that era and, and obviously the first time I ever saw um, a 15 rated film um, in the cinema. Um, the the interesting thing was I remember the first um, 13 rated film was Doc Hollywood um, with Mike J. Fox. Yeah, it, it's 13, yeah. 
It happened. Oh, no, or was it 12? Was it 12? 12 eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 eight, that's it. Not 13. I was that's a new one. <laughs> yeah. I think there is a 13 rating, but maybe only in America, but maybe I've made that up. But yeah, no, yeah. Doc Hollywood was the first film um, <laughs> that I ever saw. Um, Go on. Is that the, um, what's his name? Um, Michael J. Fox, isn't it? Michael J. Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah Michael yeah. J. Fox. But it, it had the most classic scene, if you're a teenager of that age, because... Uh, I don't. Unfortunately, I can't think of the, the 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 actress who played her. But his love interest, for no apparent reason, just walks out of the uh, sea topless. And yeah, talk about life-defining moment. If you're a doctor, I don't have anything you haven't seen before. You can blink now. <laughs> Yeah. I always thought the first 12 rated movie was Batman. Um, I've just shattered um, your life defining moment. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying there weren't films like that before, but I think it was the first one I remember seeing on my own, mm. as in right, right, I right, wasn't right. with or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. I kind of have a, a story I, about Terminator 2 as well, in that I sort of kind of snuck in to uh, that screening right at the end i think i i went to see i which, which i said just before we went on a teen agent with richard greco i'm pretty sure it was that film and then at the end we kind of tried to sneak into terminator 2 because obviously we were well underage and i we saw just the end spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen terminator 2 when his hand sinks into the molten uh, lava and he gives the thumbs up and we saw the end that was it hasta la vista baby so that was that was, that was the first bit that you saw of Terminator 2 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that I, think, I think you're doing the whole film thing wrong my friend I know I know this is why you this is why you're averse <laughs> to going to the cinema isn't it I know I, I <laughs> asked you for that one that one massive spoiler and now yeah. you just traumatised forever I know and I, I every time I go I'm like do you break the film up into segments and play them out of order and they say no and I'm saying oh yeah. well I'm not interested in can this can I watch the last two minutes first yeah. and then rewind it and then start from the beginning it's the only way I can watch films from I'm not interested in your but sequential order of events what the yes. fuck was Teen Agent Teen Agent do you remember this, this Teach? hold on before you pull me down into your nonsense <laughs> I'm not going down with you. I remember the film being advertised, and I remember that actor because I think he was. Oh, I'm trying to think what else he was in. I can't remember. But um, so I I do remember the film by name. I don't recall ever actually watching it. So that's my one get out of jail free card. Well, yeah, I I watched it in the cinema. I, I'm pretty sure this was the same as the Terminator Two screening in terms of it. They were both out. And hey, who wouldn't pick Teen Agent against Terminator Two? Not that not that we could have watched Terminator Two, obviously, but um, it was an uh, 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 a high school group of kids that are traveling to Europe, if I remember correctly. And Richard Grieco, the, the teenager, gets mistaken for uh, a, a spy, and bad guys go after him, and then he ends up becoming the spy and killing people and getting the girl. Ah, Richard Grieco was also in 21 Jump Street. That's where I reckon. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I know he had done other stuff. I didn't know he was in that. That's interesting. But um, Another so, yeah. weird fact is, for some reason, see, the reason I don't didn't know that it was Teen Agent is because in America it's called If Looks Could Kill. 
Oh, really? Real. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get the name wrong? Uh, or? No, 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 you, no. Over over here, it was released as Teen oh, really? Agent. Yeah. yeah. Over here. But I think, I, I I think actually, the UK probably at the time were like, hey, you can't have a kill in the title or something like that for yeah, a kid's yeah. film. It was, a, it, was like a teen, it was like a teen film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The teens, yeah. I remember the poster, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what in the living hell, why you went to see it. Because I I'm was 10 years old. Everyone makes mistakes. Take me, Michael Corbin. I was just your average underachiever flunking out of high school. And the only way to graduate was by taking a class trip to Europe with a French club, which led to a case of mistaken identity that turned me into a secret agent. Suddenly, I'm filling someone else's shoes and driving the company car. I'm not complaining. They're gorgeous women. Bonsoir, Mr. Golden. Uh, boner. Soir. <laughs> Dangerous men. Now, all I have to do is rescue a beautiful girl, save Europe, graduate high school. Hey, no problem. Richard Grieco, if looks could kill. So, Tej, what <laughs> moment would you kind of cite as your? Um, I don't know. How can we define this? Your my, defining my, geek my out seminal, moment? my seminal geek out moment. Yes, your um, seminal out of the closet geek out moment. Um, that sounds like I don't, I, it does. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, let me think. So, I. I don't think there was necessarily one specific huge moment, but like I say, I've been collecting or reading comics since I was a kid. And my, my older brother, older brothers, shall I say, um, they all read comics, which is so basically it's therefore I am the way I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds worse than I meant it to be. But, um, <laughs> making me this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I told my brother uh, gave me a copy of one one of his Uncanny X Men uh, comics back in like eighty eighty seven eighty eight I think it was, and um, and it was the first. Well, I remember I read that one issue because I think it was the only one he would let me have. Um, I must have read that about fifty times, and it was. Um, I say that now. This is like a good. 30 years ago, so I can't actually remember the, the full contents of the issue, but it was around about the time when um, they were really... It, so if anyone who doesn't know about X-Men comics, they deal a lot with sort of social issues and there's connotations about race and segregation and discrimination and that sort of stuff. And it was... It just, like, first of all, I was blown away by the artwork at the time. Um, and just like the kind of really heavy sort of serious stories that I I guess maybe I thought comics were a bit more lighthearted, fun sort of thing, but just really, really cool writing, really cool stories. Um, and that really sort of opened my eyes up to, you know, something that I knew that I wanted to find out more about and get more involved in. And I started buying a few comics myself and pulling, you know, pulling my own collection together. So... I'm currently sitting at a collection of about three, well, actually probably about 4,000 comics oh, various, in various places in my house, um, which my girlfriend is chuffed with. Um, wow. And I've actually stopped collecting uh, physical copies now. I, all, all the stuff I read is digital, so I read them on my iPad. But um, the passion for 
reading comics and um, has, hasn't waned the whole time. Um, and that's then bled out into other parts. Obviously, the rise of uh, the MCU in the last 20, 10 years, 20 years, the last 10 years um, has been, is, for me, I think that Avengers, the first Avengers movie, I think was one of the most satisfying moments of watching movies I think I've ever had. Um, to see the culmination of something that I've loved for so long, for such a large part of my life, and to see that come to the screen and done such justice. And yeah, you know, the film's not perfect, you know, it has its flaws and there, people have criticism about it, that sort of stuff. But um, it was obviously largely well-received and for me, it ticked all the boxes, had like proper goosebumps watching certain scenes from it. And it was everything that, as a young kid, when I first started reading comics and thinking, oh, this would be amazing if this was a film, it was, they managed to encapsulate everything that I'd wanted to see on the big screen. so actually, thinking about it, that was probably my that was my biggest geek out moment. I think um, I'm not sure it changed my life, but it was something that it was just like a culmination of everything that came together and just made me very very happy. I thought, yeah, I I the, the only thing I would dispute with what you said is to me that first Avengers is perfect. Um, I I think that that was sort of. Uh, it was a real big deal for me just because I remember when they had announced the series of films and I remember just being sort of really shocked by it that I'd I'd never heard of, of a plan like that of I think the initial plan was we're going to have four standalone movies of these characters and then a fifth film to bring them all together and I thought well what that's mm. who does that that's never happened in anything and then to see yeah. that after four or five years that for that film to come out was just mm. like you know you've 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 achieved something that's fairly incredible and i i adore that film that's my i would rank that probably yeah. as my number one mcu movie just because the build-up to that let alone what it's obviously gone on to become but those mcu movies yeah. to me i just you know that that whole universe if there's a dud film there's a dud film that's okay do you know what i mean they it, yeah. it doesn't really matter it doesn't and, impact anything for me i think i think it's incredible what they've gone on to achieve and i think as well it's it's I haven't been a comic reader for a number of years now. The biggest thing for comics about me is the interconnecting stories from you know from right. one one comic. So Uncanny X Men might be connect might have a story that weaves through to X Force, that weaves through to the Avengers, that weaves through to IMAX. So you you'd have like an over overarching story that goes across multiple comics, and for them to like you say to do like multiple films and a story arc that weaves them all together and a continuous so if they didn't do a thing where each time they reset or you had to learn new characters yeah. like they started they started the series and then continued on and continued on the story arc and you know and they've continued to do that and I, I just love that they've managed to keep the essence of what I love about comics that interconnected universe where you know something references something that happened somewhere else and all that kind of stuff. And if you're along for the ride, you know, if if you're just a a casual viewer and you just go along because you just want to see Thor, you can still enjoy that film by itself. Mm. But if you're invested in the MCU and you watch all the films and you follow the storyline, 
you know, it gives you that much more of a reward for having committed to to um to spend your time watching the movies. Yeah. And, and I, I really appreciate that that comic bookness of it. Yeah. That's not a word, but I just made it a word. That comic bookness of the, the MCU I think is something that um impressed me the most. Yeah. And to highlight their sort of their genius is that you can see other people have tried to create a universe and it's just not been successful. DC for one, you could argue Star Wars at the moment have unsuccessfully tried to create that and expand that universe, but mm. it's not necessarily hit at the moment mm. anyway. But um, it's, it's yeah, it's a real testament to what they've they've achieved. It's very, very cool. So what about you, Mr. Imran? What would you say is your um, you seminal know, geek moment? Again, like you, I probably don't have specifically one, but there's i'll always come back to that first uh transformers movie 1986 um and i adore that i have it on dvd still Um, i haven't watched it for quite a while but um i i just freaking loved it i um and but the the prevalent moment was sort of the death of uh optimus prime which you know happens in like the first 15 20 minutes of the movie and my brother and i were bawling as were kids everywhere in the cinema and we didn't yeah everyone was just crying in the cinema and it was like he's gonna come back right he's gonna come back right and my mom i remember my mom consoling us going yeah yeah he'll come back he'll come back it's okay hang on on a second hang on a second does this happen when you're a kid or does this still happen when you watch it now what no what (laughs) i don't cry because i pretty much know he's gonna it's not gonna how it how it goes and obviously Uh they they did a return Uh didn't they like uh uh, yeah so many times and brought him back it's untrue yes. yeah and they, they had the, the follow-up movie didn't they uh, i don't know if it got official release or if it went straight like to vhs yeah, I, think I, I think i think i only saw that what didn't they find that like, his head was found on the planet somewhere and i can't remember and it got reanimated know. and it was evil or something like that i, I can't i honestly yeah, can't I mean, remember there's, been, there's been evil prime um on quite a few occasions as well um yeah hmm. I won't mm-hmm. go into it, but yeah. <laughs> you, don't sound, you don't sound very happy about it. No, no, he just knows. A, that's the sound start. of a man that's been burned. No, but, yeah. he knows if he starts, he's not going to stop. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's more that. Um, although I have to say, Imran, the one, one memory about um, Transformers the movie that um, I always find the funniest is the weird cock rock metal soundtrack. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. I don't know if you remember what? it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you about to miss the Transformers, the movie soundtrack? Because if you are, I'm shutting this podcast down right now. <laughs> oh, I'm not dissing it. It's amazing. It's just, okay. if you All think right, of okay. any other cartoon out there, especially at that time, um, it, it's just bizarre. It, it's, the, it, it's nothing that you would think of would, would make up a soundtrack of this kind. But that's why it's freaking amazing. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's, it's the, really funny because um, there's, there's a thing called TF Nation, which um, uh, they have in Birmingham. And virtually every year they, they have... Uh, the bands that doing the that do did the soundtrack. Uh, well, they have. Is it, is, it, is it Lion that did um did the main theme music? Wasn't it? They were called Lion or something. Oh, like that. I can't remember. Probably, 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's, it's not name. that bad. It's not. It's not something that's that's really uh, stuck with me as a fan because. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because even in the Bayverse stuff, you don't. I don't know. I don't think. Can't really remember a lot of um, rock and metal in those films. Maybe they're in. Yeah, they're so terrible that even if there was, I probably would have forgotten. <laughs> no, I don't. I, 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 that to me is it's that ultimate soundtrack of any film that ever existed ever. I think it's a pretty um, good soundtrack. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Would you, whoa, whoa! Would you mean pretty good? No, no, no. That's <laughs> hang on. No, 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 no. your comment, my, my, my friend. Let me rephrase. I, I think it's a really incredible badass soundtrack. Like. If Prince tried to do that soundtrack, he would have failed miserably. Like that's how good that's how good that soundtrack is. Damn. <laughs> okay. Some well, heavy words right there. Thank God I've, I've maintained my place within the trio for another episode at least. <laughs> but uh, yes. So uh, this has been like therapy in a way. This has been pretty cool. <laughs> it's therapy because we're putting ourselves all out there. We know about Dan's um, uh, 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 toy. Fet- not fetish. Let's go with your first option. Toy fetish works. You see, I like, I like yeah, that. but this is why I shouldn't have said that because I just described it as therapy and then I've just like pointed and laughed. That's <laughs> terrible. I'm so sorry. Look, I cried still oh at Transformers. I, I still cry at Transformers. There you go. I put myself on par and I saw Teen Agent. I'm the only one of us that saw Teen Agent. And, and I like to watch big sweat. I like to watch big sweaty men wrestle. So, <laughs> and you like wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. We've all, we've all got and our sweaty, thing. And sweaty women, to be fair. So before we just bury ourselves any further, we'll we'll end episode one there. Thank you if you've made it this far. Well done, well done, uh, and we yeah, very much really appreciate. Well <laughs> we really appreciate your company. Uh, we're going to return very very swiftly for episode two. And a uh, quick reminder: you're listening to the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. You can find us at Forever in Electric Dreams. Uh, our website will have a bunch of articles, no doubt, in support of this episode. And uh, we release episodes on the first and third Mondays of every month. So I uh, look forward to your company. Thanks very much, friends. Bye bye. Adios. See ya.